All right. Welcome everybody back to Sports Ethos Kings podcast. This is Jill um, and let's roll right into it. So as we all know, the Kings made their hire. One Mike Brown and then we just got the news that Steve Kerr has tested positive for COVID. And so Mike Brown will now be coaching the Warriors game tonight. So um, obviously the Warriors team is not the Kings team, but um, I do think it's a great way for uh, Kings fans to be able to see what he looks like uh, on the sidelines as a head coach, because it's been a couple of years. Uh, we know he took over for Steve Kerr in the playoffs when he was going through his back surgeries. But this is a way um, on a big stage after just getting, you know, uh, essentially a promotion um, for him to, uh, you know, show what he has on the sidelines. So, again, good for him. So anyone that's uh, listened to any of my podcasts before um, probably knows that I'm, you know, I'm optimistic about this hire. I'm, I'm a Mike Brown fan. And, uh, you know, I, as I always say, you can feel excited, you can feel disappointed, you can feel upset, you can feel optimistic, um, feel however you want, because at the end of the day, your feelings aren't going to change uh, what this franchise does as much as we would love for that to happen. Um, you know, it's, it, it's up to them now to show it on the court. and. For as much as you know that I loved, you know, the, the young candidates, so many of the things that I loved about so many of those young guys, Mike Brown has that. So, you know, as I, as I'll say before, this was a win for all uh, video coordinators, um, out there. And, uh, cause I know, I know that's one thing that, you know, doesn't really get said in his background is it's, you know, when you read about him, it's mostly, oh, he started with Washington and, you know, on the bench there, but no, he started in the league five years earlier than that in Denver as a video coordinator and as a scout. And I think there's something to be said for guys for with that in their background where, you know, he played basketball in college, but wasn't good enough to, to play in the NBA, but he played the game. Um, and then he went into a whole, you know, other side of it where he, he learned the video room, learned the scouting. That's where he met Darvin Ham. And uh, Darvin Ham says that they should make a movie about Mike Brown through all that that guy's been through. And as we always, and as we always say, it's all about those relationships where, Darvin meeting Mike Brown and Bickerstaff there, that's where they then got reunited in Washington. And then that's when um, Mike Brown offered Darvin Ham his first, uh, you know, head coaching opportunity in the NBA. We know that Darvin Ham had that stuff in, in the G League, but Mark Brown was the first one to take him and put him on an NBA bench with the Lakers. And so, you know, that as much as, you know, we talk about, you know, front office having an eye for talent. I like that we have a head coach now that had, you know, a little bit of that background. And then the, when you look at guys who he's had on his bench during his career, he had Steve Clifford, he had Quinn Snyder, he had Mike Malone, he had Chris Gent, who we know. Um, he had Bickerstaff. He, I mean, there's uh, Mike, 
Mike D'Antoni's brother. Um, there's, there's multiple Darvin ham. There's multiple things to be excited about of, of him as a coach. And then me hoping based on what he had on his staff previously that he, you know, was able to get that staff and bring it here because I do think that, um, you know, we've had a lot of turnover with the assistants. And so it would be nice to have, you know, an experienced bench that, that grows with the team, you know, just as much as the talent does. And some names I'll throw around, uh, when it comes to assistants that, um, might possibly get looked at, might not. Um, but Steve Clifford, Chris DeMarco, Chris DeMarco is someone where, you know, people love Rico Hines. Chris DeMarco is, you know, a younger version of that. And he is the one, one main guy that, um, was around on the Warriors when, um, when Mark Jackson was there, he was a, um, he started as a video intern and, and worked his way up to an assistant now, but he was someone that when Steve Kerr said he came in, that the front office said, we're going to let you choose your staff, but we recommend that you keep this guy around. And guys like uh, Steph Clurry, Clay, um, now Poole, they all say he's been a huge part of that core um, of them of them developing together. And so uh, I think Ham mentioned this on on. Uh, 1320 today with D'Lo and KC that uh, DeMarco actually almost came to the Kings a couple of years ago as an assistant. And so that might've been, you know, around the same time they decided to keep him there. But again, it's, it's someone that has respect. I know Mike Brown has shown on video um, has talked about what he, what he uh, respects from Chris, but as much as he might not want to leave the Warriors, there's something to be said for some of these assistants coming because they are promotional opportunity. So um, like I mentioned, Steve Clifford, if he wants to get back um, and they have that relationship, Chris DeMarco, um, guys in uh, who were on the Lakers staff, uh, Phil Handy and Miles Simon, respected guys, uh, guys who aren't on Charlotte staff anymore, a guy like Dutch Gately, who... Um, is another guy who actually started with the Spurs um, in the video room. And he was one that um, Will Hardy mentored when I talked about that um, previously. And he ended up getting a position on the Charlotte bench with Borrego. And so he might be looking for um, a new opportunity. Um, You have Ryan Pannone. He is the uh, Pelicans G League uh, head coach, but he is a very, very bright, um, upcoming offensive mind in the game. Um, super well-respected and a lot of the surprise guys for the Pelicans this year, Ryan's getting a lot of credit for, um, finding some of those guys in the G league and growing them there so that they would be ready, uh, you know, when they would get called upon. And, and so you're seeing, you know, you saw that in the playoffs, um, you had a uh, Jacques Vaughn who worked for uh, Mike Brown previously. Um, and you know, that, that nets bench is pretty big. So I know expectations there are a little bit different here, but if he's looking to maybe have a little bit more shine on him, um, this could be opportunity for that. 
you have a guy like Earl Watson who's back in the game on on the Toronto bench. And so if there was a promotional opportunity to come here, that could be something to look at. Uh, Jamel McMillan, it's um, Nate McMillan's son. He's actually spent 10 years uh, in the NBA now. And uh, he's someone that's very well respected um, in Atlanta and helping grow that team. So, you know, and then when you talk about guys here, Rico Hines, he was here uh, in 2016. So he has, you know, spanned multiple coaches. And so there's opportunity for him to possibly stay around. You have Lindsay Harding, who we almost lost last year. She actually was one of the finalists to get that last position under Chris Finch in Minnesota. And um, she lost out on that final seat to our, you know, someone we know and love, Elston Turner. And so um, I still think she's a bright mind and the players love her. And then you have um, Doug. So again, there's, there's a lot of possibilities. I'm just throwing out people that, that I like, and I know that could possibly um, be available. Uh, Who's to say what he's going to be going looking for. Again, I just hope it's, it's him deciding on guys. I know we all have certain ones that, you know, I'm seeing a lot of, oh, I want him to have a choice, but I hope he keeps these guys. Um, at the end of the day, let him pick a staff and, you know, the chips will fall where they may. But back to Brown, some of the things, you know, I'm excited about when I hear him talk about defense, you know, one of his quotes was, if I could take somebody's heart, I tried to take their heart that way. I tried to make them quit. I don't know any other way. Um, he has a reputation for color-coded practice plans and 200-page playbooks. Um, you know, Steph Curry, one of, you know, for a long time it was said was, could he ever play defense in the league? And, you know, Curry says, you know, Mike Brown has been a huge part of that this season and has Curry, you know, ranking in the top 16% of the league. Um, he says things like, I've never been a huge shot blocking guy. I just want to make sure your body's there in a vertical instance or in terms of taking a charge before someone gets inside the charge line. If you're doing that, even if you're six, six, that's a tough shot to finish over somebody that's getting there early as someone, as a, a team that doesn't have a lot of, uh, I would say shot blocking or size guys that can exploit that. Um, you know, again, the Warriors are like that. They don't have that, you know, seven foot center because, you know, Wiseman's down and that's one of the reasons they took him, but he's been hurt, but that team has been able to figure out a way to get everybody to buy in, you know, and work on that string and work on that line. Um, you know, and that's exciting to me. And then, you know, we, I've mentioned before he had those um he had that uh number system right the defensive number system uh for the warriors and you know would give out defensive player of the game and player of the week and he would call you out if your number was slipping your number was you know posted on there for everybody to see so if you weren't doing your job you know there were there was accountability there and so um you know i i hope that stuff translates over you one just never knows, but, um, you know, it's when, when Adelman was brought here, same, same kind of drought, same age. He wasn't the flashy hire, 
But one thing they did with Adelman when he came back was, you know, he wasn't the flashy hire because he had been so successful in Portland and then had those two down years um, in Golden State. And in today's day, people would have been calling him a retread. Oh, he's already gotten two opportunities. Does he need to get another one? Well, you know, we're all really happy he did. But something they gave Adelman that, you know, this place still has to do is, you know, that same offseason, that's, you know, they had just traded for Weber. They had Peja coming over finally. Um, they drafted Jason Williams. They got John Barry. You had Vernon Maxwell. Um, I mean, you had Vladi come over. Like, that's a lot of talent coming together, and it ended up being that perfect pairing. Uh, you know, and one thing we say is, you know, this team is always close, but they just never are able to get over that hump. But I still think that they're missing, you know, pieces on the roster. And so there's only so much a coach can do. You still need, you know, shooters. You still need length on the perimeters. You know, that's that's one thing that these guys keep talking about is you can't get beat off of one dribble. And that's something that, you know, we've seen many of guards do here. Um, but I'm excited to see guys like, um, you know, I'm assuming Dante will be back and then you have Davion Mitchell, like what they can do under, um, you know, a defensive guy like Brown. And so, you know, again, there's reasons to be excited, but, um, you know, I, I'm also being realistic and, and tempering, you know, um, my excitement because I still know that was step one. And, and there's a lot of other, you know, things that need to go correct, you know, for all this stuff to come together. And I think we focus a lot on, you know, who's a good coach, who's a bad coach based on, you know, rosters, percentages, there's, you know, context to everything, but so much of what makes a good coach you know, is, is having that roster come together with them at the, at the right time, all these guys put in the work and, you know, put in the work to get where they are and to get the opportunities they're given just because they fail. Doesn't mean they're necessarily a bad coach. There's a lot of factors that go into it. In my opinion, you know, you, you can believe otherwise, and that's, that's completely fine. Um, but I do think on the surface, Brown, Brown is a good coach. But now the team has, you know, Monty and that front office, like they have to do their part and the players have to do their part to, you know, marry this all together, you know, to, to get it to work. Um, so, you know, I, I'm excited. I'm, a, I'm excited to have that first step out of the way. Um, next step is, you know, filling out the rest of that staff. And I don't know if that's something that, you know, it might be addressed after the playoffs at this point um, so that he can focus on the Warriors, let alone if he's going to be <laughs> coaching him now uh, going forward with, with Kerr out. And so, you know, things could be delayed there a little bit. And it said that, you know, most likely his presser is going to be, you know, at the end of the playoffs. I think that's totally fair and makes sense. Um, and so, yeah, let's we're moving on to step two of the rest of the staff. And then we have step three, we're working on the draft step four. We have trades, um, free agency and all that fun stuff. And, uh, you know, this group has their, their work cut out for them. And I will say one thing I, I would like to see done is, is Monty mere 
Brown's contract because I don't think any of us are looking forward to, you know, going into, uh, you know, an, another season or two and then seeing another firing. And then we're right back at the same, you know, position we've been the last four or five times under Vivek, where you have one person that's still employed and another person coming on who didn't hire that person. And then they get them for two more years. Um, and then we do this whole cycle again. So at, at some point you need to hire everybody at the same time, fire everybody at the same time and, um, get everybody on the same page. So I think this is a good opportunity for them to do that. Um, for once mirror it and good or bad, let it see it play out. And for us to hope that it goes well, but as always, um, I'm going to, that was kind of short and sweet. Um, you know, I, I know so much has been said over, over all this stuff at this point. And so I just wanted to get some words out there, um, some coaches to get out there to, to start talking, assistant coaches to start talking about, but, uh, I'm looking forward to go, to go watching, you know, the rest of these playoffs, um, seeing what happens. And, uh, again, thank you for listening and, uh, We'll be back in the next week and we'll keep on going. Thanks guys.